Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. To be there. <laughs> Welcome to uh, episode two, is it? We don't. We, we don't really know where we are. are we? Just season two, episode twenty-nine. Season two, episode four, I think, because we well, well, episode three. We don't come special, do we? Special one. And anyway, uh, good evening, lads and ladies. Should we tell the listeners about how naked we feel right now? Oh, because yeah. like so, uh, we uh, invested in this uh, kind of like mic setup. Um, so, those of you who've watched any videos that we've put up, which are if we've put them up or not, if we put them up yet, um, uh, it included uh, us with uh, these kind of clip-on mics. So, at the moment, I'm kind of staring awkwardly at DJ instead of awkwardly at the phone like I normally do, um, and I'm. I don't know, it's, it's kind of weird, like, I feel like I should be talking down the way, like, into, into my chest. Do you know what I exactly feel like right now? Do you know what I'm Nights when he's doing that interview and he's like, I don't quite know what to do with my hands? <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly, that's exactly what I feel. <laughs> I feel like that gif right now. Uh, uh, anyway. Well, uh, ba- basically, we normally record with the phone, our hands talking into it, and then we got microphones. Uh, and, like, it, it was a thing whereby... Um, we used to take turns kind of hosting the show and that would kind of die a death a bit now like we probably we will have somebody starting off the show and trying to take the lead throughout but like it won't be someone hogging the phone and passing around yeah we'd have to get like a pink dildo cover for one of the mics and they have the power <laughs> i thought you were going to say like a pink dildo that was going to act as a like talking baton seeing as this is coming out on valentine's week we're going to try and throw a few love references in like pink dildos and like it might not be one for the kids, this one, lads. Or any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Who will we call a cunt this week, Owen? <laughs> I don't know. We were laughing in, in the preparation for this episode. We were talking about um, 
having a more, uh, kind of more, more topical current affairs episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost the plot. <laughs> so we realised that this um, episode is going to be coming out on Valentine's. The Monday before week. Valentine's Day. Yeah. So uh, so we were like, we were saying, oh, we do a kind of a love team, but we've literally fought the park just giggling that and that some of the ridiculous topics that we could make and they might they might make an appearance throughout the show but uh, we're winging it this week yeah we're totally winging it (laughs) unlike most weeks yeah (laughs) Uh, so I'm just going to take a little sip in here while you're having a sip in there Owen have a little think about what are you drinking tonight oh thank you smooth I'm actually in our previous format passing (laughs) a passing a the baton the baton around uh, we wouldn't have been able to interject quite as smoothly as that. But anyway, I'm on the I'm on Yellowbelly Citra Pale Ale. It's their um, flagship February here in um, Brady's Yard and probably their other pub in Wexford. Simon Lambert's. Yeah. Simon's. They have some offers on Simon's. Yeah. You'll see on Facebook. But uh, here anyway, yeah, it's flagship February, so we're just after having a, a fla- one of the flagship points and a flagship new pizza. Uh, belong to him. I have. Oh, geez, what did I have? Oh, I had the Rocket Ape, which is this uh, kind of ham and apricot pizza. Delicious. Uh, real kind of crispy base. Did you watch you have? I just had El Clasico. El Clasico. What's that? Just a. Uh, bit, bit of tomato sauce on, on the base, bit, bit of cheese. Bit of cheese. Bit of oregano. Ah. Oregano, whatever you're having yourself, whatever, um, whatever side of the hemisphere you're on. And what flagship beer did you pair with that for Are you asking me what am I drinking tonight? What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm on the Hopton Space, uh, delicious hoppy uh, pale ale. She's a, a darker pale ale than the, than the other pale ales have, but why fuck does it lovely? She goes down smooth. Very new, happy now. Hope our new mics can capture that, that lip yeah. smacking. I tell you what, the lips are smacked. Like, do you know what? Some people aren't into the hoppy ones. But I actually love a bit of hop, a bit of aroma. Like, like citrus notes there, lovely flavours. It's a fucking delicious beer to drink. It's really, really good. Um, it's, again, one of the flagships. Like, it's just, do you know what? With, with, with Yellow Belly, with um, a lot of craft beer, the key is having your like solid flagships, the ones that people keep going back to. Yeah. Because like has been well publicized on this podcast, like they've they've mostly hit the audience like they smell vodka we were mad about. And but then like you go on Twitter and they're retweeting so many people saying that they're mad about it's not vodka and it's amazing. So like that, that's the beauty of craft beer, it's it's for whoever and um, every different craft beer will have lovers and haters. But the thing with the Yellow Belly flagship range Citra and Hopton Space, Citra Pale Ale, if you're a, a light pale ale lover, if you're a lager lover, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, you can't go wrong if you're new to craft beer with a Citra Pale Ale from Yellow Belly or a Keller Beer from Yellow Belly, which would be their closest things to like Hop House 13 or Heineken, basically an upgrade on either of those. Whereas the Hopton... Keller Beer is kind of like that Carlsberg yeah, filter, is it? Yeah, fairly similar. Like I'm not too gone in the Carlsberg filter, but the Keller Beer is very clean, very crisp. Like, um, been... been out a couple of times been here a couple of times with friends at the weekend where like we're not here on official work capacity so like you know you're here with people who aren't used to drinking craft beer aren't used to like hoppy citrusy aroma inducing beers and that can be like quite Jamie did <laughs> <laughs> well actually talking about Jamie when, when he, the first time he was here when we met him uh, he said to me what 
what do I drink? And I said, do you like, what, what are you into? And he said, oh, I like, I like hoppy stuff. And I was like, yeah, Hopton's face name is literally in the name. Like, it's exactly what it says in the tin. Yeah, Full of hops for a spacer like me. Yeah, I'm, so I'm on the Citra and it's, it's 4.4, 4 4.2, 4.0. Is it? I've done zero research for this. Like, yeah, where? Citra's about 4. It's a 4. I, think it's a four I think it's a 4 in it. It's, it's lighting up. Yeah. And the reason I'm on a lighting up on it is because I'm just after doing, just back after the razzle dazzle of the skiing. Oh, how'd you get on? A week skiing. Um, oh, Jesus. <coughs> with, the, with the Today FM boys? It was today, with Today FM. Shout out to Ian Dempsey. Shout out to Mickey Joe. Shout out to, uh, on, the, on the trip was uh, Mickey Joe Hart. Uh, Pat Short. The academic played. Uh, there was a cover band called the Harleys. Ian Dempsey was there. Marion Rosenstock came over on the last day. And... Uh, yeah, good, good crack now. Good, good, good old crack. It was just, uh, just before we came on air there, um, uh, I was telling DJ that uh, like we went to used to go to ski school there at like 10 a.m. every morning, and uh, we used to kind of go for about an hour of skiing. Then, then the and the shots of Jaeger come out then at about 11 o'clock, and we'd be sculling little shots of Jaeger and, and we'd get like schnapps in the restaurants or the bars that we were gone as well. And then we'd tear off down the mountain and go to another bar and we'd tear into more drink. And, like, but you had the, gra- the Grand Crisp Mountaineer was grand for that like. Oh stop. It, like, it, sounds, it sounds so naff because it's like, it's this, uh, it's, it's kind of like this American saying but like they have some like, oh, mountain rules, you don't get a hangover on the mountain. But it's like it's actually so it's true. Fact, like, like, yeah, like you. Like, it's a you cliche do, for a reason. Yeah, obviously you get a hangover, but like it's when you hit the slopes that like it's gone. Like, as soon as you get that first chair lift or whatever, you're sitting down, that cold air hits your face. It's just gone. Like, and, yeah. Like, but it's funny. Like one of the lads in the group was saying, like he's like, what like us Irish do like is absolutely ridiculous. Like you know, you go out the lash all night long, and then you get up at 10 a.m. and you go fucking skiing, like hard out at skiing. Like he was like, you wouldn't want the lash and all to go to the gym next day. No. Like, you, know? you wouldn't go on the lash until five o'clock in the morning and go and play a hurling match on the Sunday morning. Then like, would you? Uh, I've tried it a few yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably know worse, but I definitely know better. Yeah, um, we had this. Uh, we had this um, ski instructor called Lucas. A, a local a local chap from uh, he was actually from Bad Gestein. Matt's lad. Yeah, Matt yeah, Matt Lucas, yeah. Um, but um, Lucas anyway, uh, he uh, he didn't teach us much now, like he was as soon as he found out like that we were up for the session, he was kinda like, I want to go on the session as well. Like but uh, it's funny that the Monday night of it and um, there was um, a fancy dress table quiz organised by Today FM. I saw you on Facebook. Yeah. I was dressed up as Pat Butcher. Uh, I, do you know what? Actually, that's what we guessed in work. We, I had a plane in work, and I showed, I took a picture of it, showed everyone, and everyone like was like, he's absolutely Pat Butcher from these Enders. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not what it was. Uh, I know one person thought you were. Uh, who the fuck did you think you were? Monroe or someone like Marilyn Monroe? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like no, that's Pat Butcher. <laughs> that's Pat Butcher. Can I tell by the blue earrings? <laughs> So anyway, I was there as Pat Butcher and uh, we had a great night and uh, I'm sure we were like absolutely like stoches all night 
band was playing afterwards, DJ, fucking around. Really, really, really good fun night. Like, but, like all the ski school were there, and we had really, really good crack. So the next day, um, like next morning, like 10 a.m., we met our ski instructor, and we were buzzing after the night, and we were saying like, oh, we had such a good night, we had such a good night. Um, we were like, you know, we all dressed up, we had, like, we had the table quiz, a bit of crack, it was like two of the girls in the group won like second prize in the fancy dress and stuff, and uh, like, they were dressed as Jedward, and like, it was, it, it, like, we had such a fun night, like, you know? So we were like, there, and we were like, oh, do you want to see some photos from the night? And we were kind of like, looking at the, at the ski instructor, and he wasn't really listening to us, and he was, he was, uh, he, was, he was still flaming himself like, the next morning and he wasn't even like kind of listening to us and he was kind of real and really excitable like himself we were like Lucas what the fuck's wrong with you like you know and like we, we didn't even get to show him the photos goes, guys guys you won't fucking believe what I did last night you won't fucking believe what happened last night and we were like alright like we thought we were fucking hot shit with like our night like you know he goes, guys, last night I was a barman at a sex party. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, what the fuck? Are you serious? He said there was 47 Germans, 47 Germans in this like little fucking hut up, with, up, with, the, up the mountain. With Eric Arbor's mother. <laughs> <laughs> but they were all, all up there banging away for the night, right? And like he said he didn't get he didn't get home till like five AM. He had to ski home at five AM. I'll be the same pet. Oh my god. He had two hours sleep, right? But he was saying like he was saying it was the most surreal thing ever. He said he found out that I had to do it was a sex party, like that day beforehand, right? So he said he had to get absolutely locked in order to, in order to get to, through to, it like to get through it like it yeah. couldn't be serving people at a riding party no. sober like and he was saying, he was saying, he, was, he said, oh, I was so glad I wore later hose because they were trying to fucking rip the clothes off him and everything, like, you know? But he was saying it was absolutely surreal. He was like, he was like, just be standing there, like, and these people, like, gyrating away, like, ah, 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 yeah, and yeah. then, right? And then, yeah. ah, 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 and then go, sorry, can I get some apple juice? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> apple juice. Apple juice. And that was the thing, that was actually the thing that he was nearly most upset about, was that they were sober. Oh my gosh. Ah. Uh, they didn't even have a beer hammer, hammer between them. No. Uh, so anyway, right? Because you told that story about Germans, that Neve listens to this. That's fucking Oktoberfest off the stag list. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, actually, this is our first time seeing each other in two weeks since we were last here with Dodrini, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because you've been away and I've been away. I, I was in Liverpool for a weekend. Did you see the view from my hotel room? Oh yeah. It so was on right yeah. yeah, right by the building. Um, Great weekend with uh, Neve and uh, shout out to uh, TJ Call and Jan Cody who was over there with us. Got fucking spanked in the pool there at A2 by TJ and we were both flaming. He cleaned up four or five things. Serious good player. Serious good player. Good man yourself. Uh, I had to give that I have to give the credit for it like. I can't I can't let it slide. I have a, the shame of a man who's been absolutely had off in pool. But uh good good few nights, hit a few great bars, like went to um Actually, we nearly did, but we didn't, thank God. God. The whole thing was, there was a Super Bowl party on O'Neill's and a Super Bowl party on a motel. Oh, yeah, yeah. The motel was packed. O'Neill's 
was tickets only, but you could pay in because Adam sold out. So the lads were like, we just got the pop world. And I was like, lads, it's eight pounds in the pop world. It's five pounds into O'Neill's. I think we ended up just going to Mackey's and go back to the hotel because we've been out all day anyway. Yeah. And this is at like one o'clock, you know, it wasn't like ten o'clock. Sure, you're, not even at, you're not even at the halftime show. You're not even, I'd say, started. But that's, that's insane. If it was the two of us over there, I'd be like, we're in Motel till five. And the first night there, yeah, we, we went to watch the, the Ireland and England. We went to a weather spoons for dinner. Because, uh, Ireland were playing England rugby. Oh, yeah. Every pub was mobbed, and uh, we went to McCoolies for a few points, a few very dodgy points, very dodgy. Like there were some serious fire yeah. the next day. Like. And uh, went to McCoolies for a few points, and then went uh, upstairs to Boston Pool off. That's where we played a few games of pool. Neve and Leon stole some uh, table tennis rackets and some uh, ping ball. Like. Had a few games of uh, table tennis and had to be told off get off it like people were paying to play and they were stealing the table <laughs> classic and uh, that was the first day we went to yeah then we went to motel which is a great spot have you ever been to motel no we didn't go and we were over man. we'll have to go the next time we'll have to go back over and meet the boys that we did uh, the last podcast with we go to motel and I, I have a few drinks motel is possibly it's probably my favourite spot in Liverpool actually I put uh, I put a sticker up in motel it's no cast sticker and I put a, an Instagram story of me doing it up and, and they shared it so like I'd say it's, it's probably staying up like yeah they have a few arcade games and uh, I'll just slap down the side of that but the next day it was a bit quieter it went to uh, what do we do ah sure the, the girls were over enough like so I we went for a stroll did a bit of shopping and then when they went to bed I went to the pub to watch a match myself <laughs> Tom Hall Sports Bar it was a good spot I was the only one in there so I had a pub to myself for about 18 screens. And uh, I went out that night, went to a few nice spots, and ended up the four of us in flares on our own. Absolutely flares. It's like a nightclub based on 70s disco, basically, like light up dance floor. Just the four of us in there, no one else on Sunday night. Absolutely fucking hilarious. We had rubber sold the Beatles bar before that. And uh, there, was, there was a lad that took a particular interest in me, so. Random scouse lad who took a particular interest in me. If you're listening, shout out to you. <laughs> yes, I am sexy if I don't say so myself. <laughs> and uh, oh, it was a brilliant night. One of them leery nights where like you're laughing at how leery everyone else is without realising you're getting there yourself. And got these uh, cherry cherry cocktails in flares and you got a free cowboy hat with each one. So uh, except for TJ looked like absolute legends in this glittery so, cowboy yeah. hats and stuff enough. But um, yeah, good weekend, and then I had the old, uh, had a lad show my camera down my lungs yesterday then, but you're like, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, he had a, he had a nice, uh, nice trip, I'd say, uh, while uh, getting that done. Fuck me. Like, the, whatever drugs he gave me anyway, and I'd say it's just the usual ones he gives everyone else, but in my semi-somnolent state afterwards, I noticed my phone poking out of my bag, and I sent a few Snapchats, and I even put a fucking... I just noticed before we started recording, I tweeted off the stunt cast account. Uh, yeah. I was leery and I hadn't even a drink taken. It was good, fucking good fun though. They were Medazlam and they were, um, I think, Fentel in the game as well. It's good crack, like. Good fun. So, uh, good crack with that. Sent a few, sent a few risque Snapchats of myself looking bollocks, but listen, at least I had me cock out. <laughs> Anyway, lads, that's our intro. Fucking a nice long intro there. We'd like catching up to do ourselves on Wednesday with cheese. So, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to polish off these drinks, we're going to have a piss, and then we're going to talk about some more serious.
topics. Some more serious topics if you were drinking some of us. And uh, you never know, my, my talk about Love Me Sexy by Jackie Moon. Baby, who wants to love me sexy? Welcome back, you Lady Diana. <laughs> oh my god. We're going to court. <laughs> Actually, there's a. Uh, I've never seen there's like this Facebook group. Prince Philip. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's this. Uh, there's this Facebook group. Look it up, lads. Right. Oh, is I this see this. Like, uh, Lady Diana, like appreciation group, like. And it's like you know, it's like I don't know. Someone put up with it there recently. Uh, something like um, oh, you know, everyone has their faults and um, name some of Lady Diana's faults or Princess Diana's faults, like you know, and. Uh, Someone's just like, she, <laughs> she is an angel, she doesn't have any faults. And they were like, no, 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 before she died and became an angel, what, what, what were her faults? And they were like, no, she was always an angel. She just went from a bodily form of angel to this heavenly, as a, there's some absolutely nutters on the internet. We should do a, we should do a nutters on the internet segment. Kind of like, uh, Paddy Powers, um, what I think to do fan denial fan denial yeah, but yeah. like person of interest denial kind of thing yeah yeah um, yeah Jesus that'd be wild wouldn't it um, speaking of people in denial the nurses <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ I was going to say the government poor <laughs> 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 folks here uh, <laughs> the us off so uh Topical in the news this week. We said we were gonna stay topical on this. We kind of settled down a bit, um, but um, the nurses are on strike um, in Ireland at the moment. This is day three of the strike today. Hasta la resistance. Yeah, today, today is day. The strike Wednesday last week, Tuesday, Thursday this week. Yeah. Uh, so day, the third day on strike today, and they're outside the hospital. So. All um, all kind of outpatient services and stuff like that have been yeah. cancelled. Uh, cancer services haven't been, but a lot of other kind of normal outpatient services have been have, have been have been cancelled. Um, so um, the nurses are striking because of um, a lack of retention of nurses in Ireland. Um, so they basically like I, that, that, that's their main their, their main sticking point and uh, kind of a, uh, a relation to that is um, that their pay is not of sufficient value to actually retain nurses so they're looking for uh, a pay increase um, so but, but, yeah, even, but, but the thing is they're not even looking for a pay increase what they're looking for is pay restoration yeah so pre the economic crash they were on a certain rate set. Mm. Uh, we all know the economic crash that got on to do with public sector pay. And absolutely, it was completely unrelated to it. But because of political ineptness and incompetence, along with poor banking infrastructures, we ended up in a financial crisis that required sacrifice being made across the board in all public walks of life, which included public sector pay cuts. Since the recovery, in which nurses significantly contributed to because they took a pay cut. They're just looking for that pay to be restored to the pre-crash values. Like the politicians have kindly restored their pay to pre-crash values and given themselves a nice little bump this week. And 
I can't help but fully go behind them. Like our politicians are claiming there's not enough money to give the nurses pay restoration. Yes, there's enough money to give fucking Anglo bondholders 280 million euros last week. Do you know what I mean? There's enough money for to not pursue this like Apple tax yeah. fraud or it. Do you know what? It's just politics. That is, uh, is absolute politics. Uh, like, I don't know. You're not talking like you're actually. I say like after tax and all that. Like you're actually not talking that much restoration at all. No, like, you know what I mean? it's, it's it's probably not that much in the nurse's pocket per se. But the whole point of it is, is that. Right, there hasn't been pay restoration, which means that the pay is worse off. Yeah. So the nurses are working a certain number of hours for free each week, and they're not being paid for what they're doing. Their pay isn't in line with other allied healthcare professionals, even though they now have all nurses have to have a degree and a registered. They're probably like it's a proper healthcare professional. It's not a. It was almost like a trade back in the day where you like did your, you know, the methods of qualification were not as modern as they are now. Um, and if they've basically come in line with international best practice in terms of training and everything like that but the pay hasn't matched it and the working conditions as a result haven't matched so what you've got now is you've got highly qualified well trained nurses qualifying and looking at a workplace that's like absolutely defunct of fucking any morale low in staff numbers overworked long hours I mean they literally are up to their eyeballs and shit because that's part of the job it's simply part of the job. And they can't even get pay restoration. They're not even looking for a pay rise. It's pay restoration. And the fact that we've got fucking political leaders that are threatening for with financial sanctions against any nurses right. I mean, oh, listen that. How incompetent are our current government? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just infuriating. Like, it's, you know... The <coughs> It's just—it's so like it's such a duality. Like they, like it, like they they can see, they can see pay restoration for one side of the coin, like for no no hassle at all. Like, but I don't know. It's just, it just—they just don't don't give a fucking shit at all. Like you know, um, they, like in fairness, like the fucking and actually the worst thing about this right is that the nurses are still doing the same job at the moment in strike as they are doing like normal because yeah. they're operating off skeleton staff every day of the week anyway so whether they're out in a picket or not they're still pretty much doing the same amount of work anyway so the care of the patient is the exact yeah. same as it was anyway so like do you know like, it, like it's actually t- like because the nurses care so much about the patient and, and not bringing any harm to the patient it's to the detriment of their strike yeah like, so they're putting themselves under more pressure yeah but like it, it and they do it and they do it and they do it and they won't they won't even complain about it and listen they have our full fucking support in doing it the nurses because do you know what it's about time to sit up them like the government is saying it's going to cost 300 million for this pay restoration right yeah they say they can't afford it yeah by folk like we need nurses a lot more than we need politicians yeah society needs this badly what's that like what what's that uh, what, uh, that's what what three three percent of the GDPR ap- no three percent of the Apple tax bill is what that'll be three, roughly 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 like, yeah fuck's sake and as far as I'm concerned, right, listen, we looked at the financial crisis that 
you could say Fianna Fáil let us into if you look that back that Fianna Gael they stood idly by and they did not they're all one I don't think Sinn Féin have the answers I don't think the hard left definitely don't have the answers like this. The, the middle left is where I believe in we need the fucking slow class that's what we need that's what we should be fucking running the country we can fucking sort a lot more out but I, I actually said something to my grandfather today who's like grandfather reads every broad sheet newspaper cover the back watches the news three times a day he's a well informed man very well educated man and I said something to him and he said that's the best way I've heard it summed up and that's like the biggest compliment I can take from and he said describe he was like what, how would you describe the whole thing now and he said it's like this brand out of my eyes Finnegan let us out of an economic recession and they're leading us into a fucking social recession where like we can't fucking pay nurses we've a homelessness crisis we've a housing crisis do you know what I mean there's yet at the same time all these developers who let us into a fucking as a, into a bank being a bankrupt society they're all now being paid fortunes for properties on Keys in Dublin and shit like that. Yeah. And you read it every day in the news and you look at it and you think, how are they not being held to account? Like, would would Ogleek Naheran stand for that a hundred years ago if they were around now? Be fucked, they wouldn't. Actually, what? It's no class call to arms. Actually, what you said, what, 300 million across the. Uh, yeah, a year. How much? How much has that fucking new children's hospital cost? 1.4 billion. Billion, yeah. And. The thing with that is, no heads will roll. And no, anyone, any yeah. heads that will roll, will roll on a full pension. Full pension, full. The lack of accountability at higher level in government and government agencies too, is... There's too much higher level. There's too, there's too many jobs. There's too many jobs. The Irish government are like the movie Lear Kick. Like what? The movie Lear Kick. <laughs> Leo Varadkar is fucking your man who plays Daniel James Bond. Daniel Craig, yeah. yeah. So if you're listening to this, Leo... Get off your hole and support the poor nurses. Yeah, I love it. I love I, it. Look, do you know what? It's it's something that's close to our hearts here. And we felt the need to address it and, and just for for our legions of listeners, we just wanted to say that as far as we're concerned, we're fucking fully behind the nurses. Deserves every penny that they that they should be getting. And uh power to you girls, you're a fucking great bit of stuff. And and men. So we we'll we'll love go. some men nurses as well. We'll stick on a We'll stick on the topic of the government and um, we'll uh, talk a little bit about Brexit, right? I love it. Um, because it's become such a fucking shambles, right? Oh, the lads out. My brother slagged me off saying that my personal Twitter account is just me slagging people off over Brexit the whole time. It pretty much is. But, like, I actually don't know how, how could you be a UK politician and not be the most embarrassed person in your life like can you would you not just cringe into a ball you'd be like um, what's that like you'd be like one of those one of those Pokemon that kind of rolls into a ball that'll be that's what I think uh, Sandshrew Sandshrew yeah, yeah. yeah fucking the Tories are a bunch of Sandshrews yeah they are yeah fucking Tory shrew and cunts I'll, I'll put it this with you if you look at all the people that were behind the referendum and the leave campaign they all did a runner David Cameron coward called the referendum basically they want to talk fundamentals in the party want to tougher lines on immigration he went to the EU for it EU said EU policy is EU policy and yeah. they, they're soft on immigration which is fair enough because listen trust me the people coming from fucking Syria and places like that <laughs> I'd be, look, I'd be looking to fucking leave if I was there and, yeah. and, and to say that anyone in Ireland the UK mainland Europe can 
comprehend what that where them people are coming from is bullshit. Like I I grew up in fucking Western Europe, well looked after with a fucking family with some means, not not great means, but some means. I was actually I, was, I started watching um, a documentary there, um, All or Nothing, the Manchester City um, documentary. It's, it's, it's on it's on Amazon Prime, but uh, it's actually really good. Like um, I must watch the Sunderland till I die one as well. Sunderland till I die. Have you watched that one? Yeah, I've watched that one. I have Netflix and all of that. I almost get Amazon Prime. I don't. Yeah, know it's good. Um, but uh, the, anyway, the Manchester City one, like. Um, is like, anyway, so it's a really, really good um, background to like the whole season, like you know, their 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 Premier League winning season or not. Last year, but one of the boys who plays for Man City, Zinchenko, uh, Ukrainian chap, Ukrainian chap, and they were like, you know, you're saying that like he played for like Shakhtar Donetsk for like um, I think four or five years, like underage, like. And then, like, I know the, we're the, the, like the Ukrainian crisis came, and he had to move to Russia. And then, like, after you know, after a while, we were in Russia, he found out that uh, Man City were looking for him, and he, I mean, he went, he went there. But like, like he was just saying, like, you just like you again, you can't comprehend. Yeah. Like he, he was like, he's like, I, I actually, he's like, I had to stop playing football for about a year. And like at that but, age, when but, like, but like even, like you know, I'm fairly certain this is true. And I'm saying this after a few points, without like looking it up or anything. But the Donbass Arena was shocked up there the home games. I'm fairly certain that they had to relocate for a couple of years because the crisis literally was happening in and around Don- Donetsk. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm fairly certain a Premier League team went to play them in Kiev. I believe. Yeah, I think, I think I remember that happening. Like that, for that, like that's madness. Like yeah. literally, the, a whole city being fucking forced to relocate. Yeah. Do you know, we we have no comprehension of what it's like to go up in in, in a war. Like a hundred years ago in this country, that's literally what it was. In 1919, in this country, we were priming ourselves for a war of independence after a failed rising in 1916. Yeah. Do you know, um, it's one of them things that uh, the modern British and and and, and that, you know, I I know. We're talking about um, Brexit now, but to bring to something that I, I briefly mentioned to you and we didn't know if we talked about it or not, but fuck me, I'm going to say it. Um, talk about wartime versus now. A lot of the Brexiteers' thing is, you know, about, about get, making Britain great again and an empire again. And it's like, like the, the great, and I say this in the comments, Winston Churchill, right? And all that. I know John Barron's come out last few days has been like, oh, Winston Churchill's a white supremacist and a murderer, because the Scottish lad said it last week, and he got lambasted by the like of Piers Morgan and that, and then you on Twitter all these Brexit lads saying, oh, if it wasn't for Winston Churchill, you'd be fucking speaking German in it. But you're like, if it wasn't for the British Empire, we'd be speaking Irish as opposed to English. Do you know what I mean? Because we're in Ireland. And my whole thing is like, the whole, like, Brexit motion and this, like, idea of the British United Kingdom, like, the British Empire was what Hitler wanted Nazi Germany to become. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's an exact parallel. Yeah, yeah. And I just think like the the whole Brexit debate needs this kind of common sense approach to it, which it doesn't have. But I don't do I blame those people? I'm not sure because the tabloid media are selling them this story the whole time. Every day you look at the the headline of the sensationalist tabloids in the UK, Sun, Daily Mail, all these. It's all driving the one campaign. Propaganda. The media just annoys me in general, uh, like a lot daily. Like, so, like, all these kind of clickbait articles, anyway, right? Aye. But, like, to bring it back to the nursing strike, RTE um, con- 
contacted Sarcoma Ireland looking to talk to cancer patients that were affected by the nurse's strike. Like, basically just trying to get, like, a fucking story out of that. Like, you know, and you're just like, how dare you go and talk to a cancer victim to try and, and yeah. like, get Can a, I ask get him a, a question then? At RTE, have you gone in the last two years of waiting list and tried to talk to a cancer patient who's thing has been cancelled because of anyway, a lack of nursing resources. Anyway, no. no I mean, it's, it's happened more over the last two years because of fucking lack of infrastructure, lack of resources, lack of nurses than it has ever happened over a strike. Sure, it's the only many, second time in a hundred years they've striked. So how many, how many CT scans have been, been cancelled or whatever, like, uh, on the head? How many patients don't have a, a PET scan? Yeah. Don't, don't have any reference point through their treatment. No. It's absolutely scandalous. And like, look, as far as we're concerned, it's Stonecast. Power to the fucking nurses. Power to the nurses. And fucking power to the fucking people trying to get Britain to remain the EU. Had this conversation with my grandfather. I'd love to know, Owen, your take on this. Because, look, we're both fairly informed lads. I wouldn't consider myself a fucking expert in Brexit by any stretch of the imagination. But, look, I, I stay informed on it because it is important. It'll affect our friends like Shroomy, the mushroom farmer, and them lads. <laughs> but, look, like... Uh, <laughs> That's one for the, the loyal Snowcast listeners there. Um, so, I had to, again, bring back to my grandfather, Morris Walsh. Well, like, m- much better red man than I am on all these topics. Where do you see... Well, we're faced with a realistic proposition. Today, Europe rejected the idea of Theresa May going back and renegotiating Brexit terms. But basically, like... We're that close to it. I know the Brexit is going to happen. We have to be realistic about this. Ten years time, what do you see the makeup of Western Europe looking like, uh, and how do you see it getting there? Um, I I think I think Brexit would probably um, actually cause a, like a bigger foundation of Europe as or the EU as is now. Like I think there would be quite a quite a backlash against Brexit and it'll be you know you, you saw today in the news that um, uh, some of the Irish ministers were over in Washington and uh, you, might, you might have missed this in your medazzling hype state but uh, on the medaz uh, they went over they were over in Washington or whatever um, and uh, basically there were uh, a few US politicians said that they would um, not do trade deals with the UK unless the Irish backstop was guaranteed. So, like, the US are, like, pushing for, like, the safety of the Good Friday Agreement in Ireland. Like, I saw that, Josh. So, so, like, I think, like, even there you have, like, a protective state of, like, Ireland and what they are yeah. and, 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 like, you know, as the EU well, as a whole. So, if the backstop doesn't come true, if no deal happens, the backstop stop doesn't come true. And if there's a return to anything that's a resemblance of the troubles the fucking DUP have a lot to answer for there's a lot of blood in their hands because they're propped this up all fucking what 10 of them is yeah, it in exactly the um, it's a joke but look it, it's it's a complicated issue 1916 there on the clock AF steak whatever I'm look that was lovely um, well timed as well I just, I, I just don't get it Um I'll tell you how I see the next 10 years going if there's no deal Brexit. No deal Brexit dissolves into chaos in a sense, but I think, I think it'll economically harm everywhere for a couple of years because of the uncertainty alone. 
Scotland will straight away go into a referendum for independence and vote to leave the UK, I think, and try and rejoin the EU. Yeah. That'll be delayed because there's other countries trying to rejoin, but I think they'll try and set up trade links and they'll have a claim, some, they'll find some loophole that they'll get into the EU through the links to Ireland. And I think through that, what you'll have is, you'll have the UK financially unable to support the North, leading to the North uh, referendum for Northern Ireland to leave the UK, Northern Ireland then not being able to stand on its own, and then a further referendum for unification of Ireland and Northern Ireland. I think it'll pass. Uh, I don't think it'll be easy, I think it'll be 10 hard years, but eventually I think it looks like England and Wales on their own, with Scotland, hard border of Scotland, and United Ireland, and Ireland and Scotland as part of the EU, and I think it'll take about eight or nine years for that to develop, play out, and the uncertainty and everything. I think it'll be tough economically, and then I think we get established some sort of equilibrium. Wow. <laughs> That's but I, I, I think there are other countries who leave the EU in that time frame, I believe. Like, I think Poland are fairly unstable. There are a few Eastern European countries, I think, will probably look out for out, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of the Eastern European countries though are quite reliant on yeah. the funding and the banking of the EU to actually. Keep I, I think there'd be a false sense of security there that they think now they're okay to be on their own, and that there was a post-Soviet need for inf- infrastructure, and now they, they think they have it, they can go. Yeah, but then they would hit, hit by one recession. And yeah. So it'll be interesting, like to be honest with you, like we say we've bailed out our banks and stuff like that, and the EU has a support and stuff like that, but. Like the amount of infrastructure we have, like from roads, roads, towns, and everything from the EU loan, has offset that in a, to a certain respect as far as I'm concerned. So I think it's a complicated debate. It's not a simple one, but the fucking whole Brexit thing—it's a mess. And I think we're we're entering into a, another economic recession just based on that alone, regardless of what we do politically or, or, or policy-wise. I don't, I don't. It's gone so far now. I don't see there being any soft resolution. I can't see Brexit going ahead on the March whatever deadline. Yeah, but they're not negotiating, so I don't see how they don't just leave in an abyss. And then that's what I'm saying. I think they leave on March 29th or whenever it is. But it's just well, everything yeah, falls to fuck. Yeah, everything falls to fuck, and we're just left to pick up the pieces. That's yeah. where I see it going. Because they've rejected the opportunity to negotiate. Britain have rejected the deal that they've negotiated. But it, this is my point. Britain has negotiated this deal, and they've rejected it themselves. And now they want people to be soft on them. When has Britain ever been soft on a country trying to leave the United Kingdom? Yeah. Never. Never. Freedom. They may take our lives. They may take our economy. But they never take our freedom. Anyways, that was a bit more serious chat from us than usual. We'll be back with a bit of Valentine's piss taking and some more <laughs> remarks. Yeah. We're going to end on a positive note. A positive penis. Pokey. Pokey. <laughs> Pokemon, gotta catch him on. I'm horny, 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 horny. So horny, I'm horny, horny, horny. Baby, who wants to love the sexy? Slip on your shoes and suck me sexy. Right, hello. Welcome How are you? Back. Welcome back from uh, the Adbury Challenge. Have you been watching Operation Transformation? No. Anyway. But I hear the real life doctor has. Oh. Nice, uh, nice tag from one of our sponsors. Yeah. You've just listened to an advert from the real life doctor. Oh, yeah. 
Oh god, don't say that one again. We can slip that one back in. <laughs> Speaking um, of Valentine's Day. So, uh, as we were saying at the very start of the Schnuckash there, um, that this week is Valentine's week. Well, it's going to be Valentine's Day. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's Valentine's week. Well, it's coming out the Monday before Valentine's Day. The 11th. Before the 14th. Before the 14th. Um, so, all you lucky ladies out there, I hope your men are treated you right. <laughs> So, for our little sexy segments now, so um, our first first question I'm going to put to you, DJ, is what is, who or what is your favourite Johnny? Oh, my favourite Johnny. Well, first of all, there's a Johnny embedded in Snowcast folklore. Episode 3 of the Snowcast. Oh. Johnny Moon. What a, what a man. I never met him, you met him. So, jo- Johnny Moon was my favourite Johnny I've never met. Yeah. Well, I probably haven't met my other favourite Johnny either. Um, my my, my favourite Johnny in terms of person he was is probably a Jorex Federation. Jesus Christ. Oh, stop. I don't that guy's. My father just told me this week he started to listen to us, so he's going to listen from now on. <laughs> uh, Dad, if you want to text in what your favourite Johnny is. He's going to fucking kill me. Um, how, many, so, so how many brothers and sisters do you have? Uh, how many brothers and sisters would I have if it wasn't for Jorex Federlite? If Jorex wanted to sponsor this no cast, we're more than happy to have them on board. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my favourite Johnny it's probably Johnny Cash <laughs> trying to bring it back to some bar oh, probably Johnny Cash um, Johnny Depp's a good Johnny Johnny Cash musically Johnny Depp actorly uh, actorly uh, <laughs> um, and then if we're talking about Johnny's from a sporting sense yeah, Johnny Sexton, I suppose. Yeah, and, and sex is in the name as well, with it being Valentine's Week. Oh, here we go, yeah. Johnny has a ton of sex. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Sexton, give it to him. He's pretty much got that boxed off. Trying to think of other Johnnies. Boxed, yeah. yeah I'm fucking man for the puns. Uh, Johnny... No, I'm kind of... No, I, 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 I think we... I, as I said, I think we've boxed it all. Right. There's, there's probably a few other Johnnies I'm forgetting. Sorry, Johnny, lad. Right. Um, Next topic, so, right. Uh, Favourite um, film title that could be a porno or that could be slightly amended to be a porno. All right, so are you talking about an actual proper realisation of a porno or if my life was a porno? No, just, like, just, just amend the movie title. Okay, okay. Toy Story. <laughs> uh, oh, if, if it was my life, it'd probably be gone in 60 seconds. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that, that's, that's, I'd that's, probably be Fast and Furious. Fast and the Furious, yeah. Um, who framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
When Kira's away, I'm probably home alone. Yeah. <laughs> There's a certain week in the month where I'm probably frozen. Why <laughs> <laughs> um, are so many of these children's movies? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, animated children's movies. <laughs> that's a great one. Over the Hedge. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought of that one. Oh, uh, stop. Um, <laughs> the movie title Die Hard for the old people. Yeah. <laughs> Lethal weapon. Schindler's fist. That's changing it now. <laughs> I said slightly amended. Oh, can, can we slightly amend? Yeah, yeah. Uh, grand. Um, Schindler's fist. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so instead of head TV, I'm going with head TV. Yeah, smooth. Um, I'm trying to keep. Bruce Almighty is actually just a good one. Three men and a baby. <laughs> we'll have to send this to the lawyers before. Four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> pretty woman. Well, pretty woman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, super bad. Super bad, yeah. Shaft. Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pulp Diction. Yeah, Pulp Diction. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with that one. Um, the Rod Father. <laughs> Hot Rod. <laughs> oh, stop. Carlito's Way. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Casa Wanka. Jesus. We get more childish as we go on. Yeah. For any respectable members of society, I'd like to apologise and have to smokecast now. Yeah. The Tugcast. If it was podcasts. It would be. Tugcast. Pretty much what this is. Um, it's on good there. Another topic. Um, right, on. Mm. You and Kira have been together a while. Mm. Shared many a Valentine together. What's the, be- what's the best thing you've ever done for, for Valentine Day? Nothing. Oh, we're actually, we're, um, we're very staunch, non-Valentinian. So am I. Yeah. We're, uh, never do anything for Valentine's Day. Do you remember we had this conversation a few weeks back about New Year resolution and how yeah. it was Lord Bollock? Yeah. I firmly believe that Valentine's Day is a holiday created by Hallmark. Oh, so yeah, so am I. Purely, purely profiteering. Uh, and I, I make this point every year to Neve and falls on a deaf ear sometimes. That like, sure, if if I wasn't doing enough during the rest of the year, like surely if I did enough during the rest of the year, it wouldn't be one day of yeah. extra attention. Which you obviously heard. Uh, no, I like I look. I suppose yeah. I suppose like, in fairness, if Kira had been into it, I, like I probably would have fallen into it and been like. Ah, here we go. had to really like keep yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in fairness, like, for a quiet life, like yeah, yeah. Happy wife, you know. Um, but um, Kira and parents were from, from the start always been like, what's, like what? What's the point? You know, 
having an overpriced meal on a day might like overpriced presents, overpriced car, everything like when I was in like why like what's the difference like in fact in fact like sometimes you might get kind of caught up in the, the lovey doveyness of like that time like you know because you know there's maybe romantic films on tv and stuff like that but like we might go out on the 16th of February or something like that uh, George Wayne I said like the fucking 19th of March or something just yeah. all of a sudden sitting at home yeah exactly and we go for a big rub there and go for a G but that's it like but like you end up like like you end up getting whatever restaurant you want or whatever like at some other random day like even that week if 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 you want to do like like the 14th of February is a fucking joke like, saw a good thing today on Farrell Fitness Facebook page and it, they're offering a free month membership for whoever tags five people in the York and gives the best chat up line they've ever heard cheesy one so just to chat up the listeners now okay. and you've only one line to do it what's your line oh sorry alright I actually lost my line alright okay um I'm so out of the game now, I wouldn't like, even have a challenge. You never even got in the game, you? It started young. Started young. Do you have one? How's your arse for love bites? Solid, yeah. It cuts straight to the point. <laughs> hey, do you know what we never thought of for the uh, movies that only the. Uh, Changing the title. Snatch. <laughs> oh, we've lost control. Anyway, lads, that's been a very romantic episode of the Snowcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, as ever, I'd implore you to like us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter, like us on Instagram, and uh, subscribe to us on all social media platforms if you're listening on iTunes or if you have an, iTunes, an iPhone or an iPad rate us on iTunes 5 stars please if you don't want to rate us 5 stars don't rate us at all um, also our host Anchor have actually just joined up with Spotify there recently so um, Anchor are very good to host us for free we do all the hosting and editing through that it's a great function so if you're listening to us on the platform you're not sure you've jumped between uh, platforms Spotify is a great way to listen to Snowcast completely for free if you have a Spotify premium account, you'll be able to listen to it ad-free. Apart from the ads we put in for Simon Calhoun, that's made up by us. Uh, so, listen, man, thanks a million for being part of the Snowcast. We love this journey. We love having you on with us. Uh, like, listen, follow, subscribe, as you always say. Oh, and have you a part and give for the listeners in this and mad throwing together <laughs> ramble. Oh, yeah, no, I think I just want to add to that as well. Like, um, I think if you can subscribe to us and add us as a podcast on like, anything that um, you're listening to, uh, that'll be absolutely brilliant like um because it definitely kind of promotes our podcast up yeah. and i haven't run this by yet but we'll run this as a test if anyone uh wants to um record a segment for the snowcast uh, record a question for us i love where this is going or record anything right and um, you can send a recording to uh the snowcast at gmail.com yep um, or um, if you're listening to us on Anchor, we have um, a voice messages segment that you can um, send a voice message into, either or, um, and we'll try and get you on. 
Um, we really want the listeners to kind of become a part of the podcast as well and to get those kind of listeners' questions in Brilliant, yeah. and uh, get a bit of that. Um, uh, we don't want uh, we don't want uh, we don't want any questions like you know how did you start up the podcast or anything like that. We want something absolutely ridiculous like, like you know who who would win between you and a cheetah like you know yeah. or like you know if you had to wrestle a seal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> something stupid. Also, lads, uh, just I just wanted to add, echo what Owen's saying and, and also say like I'll give you one task for this week when you listen to the songcast. Make another friend listen. One other friend. I'll give them homework. Make one other friend who doesn't already listen listen. And uh, listen, actually, the social media engagement's been fucking brilliant since the, in the last two weeks. Like people liking our posts, people sharing our posts, people commenting our posts uh, on all media platforms. Thanks a million for that. We really appreciate it. We see every fucking individual notification. It lightens up our day. Thanks a million. And uh, listen, lads. That's been another episode of the Stonecast. <laughs> These new microphones don't cover up the belches at all, do they? No. <laughs> This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.